Let's all now turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 11 through 18. I hope you can see me. You can't see me. I'm dressed in camouflage today. We'll talk about that here in a moment. moment. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 18. If you could please stand to honor the reading of God's word. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your waist girded with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery dart, or arrows, some say darts, of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, Pray in the spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. A soldier of God is to be loving, to be kind, to stand out. To be bold, to be courageous, and not to fade into the scenery of the world. In other words, not to be in camouflage. As you can see, I'm wearing camouflage today as an example. And the title of today's sermon is Camouflaged Christian. Camouflaged Christian. I actually even ordered this tie. I designed it first. I found a place where you could design some ties. Interesting. And ordered it. it. Has all sorts of things about God's army, has the flag, the Christian flag that is, and all sorts of neat little things about God's army to put it in camouflage and all that just for this sermon. I know I can wear it again and again and again. But the fact of the matter is, is so many Christians and Christian soldiers, because once you become a Christian, you're to be a Christian soldier. People first, as they become a Christian child, they have to go into basic training. They have to go through all these things one by one by one. First, they have to become a, not just a baby, but they have to grow a little, become a child. And then eventually they go into the basic training one by one through the word and all these things. And they become a soldier of God. You are to be a soldier. Many of times a baby thinks they're ready. They play soldier. When I was a baby, we played soldier. Even as a young child, we played soldier. We had G.I. Joe toys. We had the little plastic, green plastic soldiers. Do you remember those little green plastic soldiers? My poor mama. She still finds bits and pieces of them, even now they became pink in time, because that's what the plastic would do. But we had green plastic soldiers, and my brother Matthew would give me history lessons and about what really happened with these soldiers. He was a kind of a freaky little boy to know about what really happened and all the history of these army things. Thanks a lot, Dad. But here's the truth. Uh, we would play army all the time. That's what we did. We would go to the... Uh, Salvation Army 
store and we would buy not just Salvation Army, we would go to Army surplus stores as well. We'd buy some of the things from these and we would we play soldier constantly. I would always just want to live. You know, that's what the soldiers wanted to do. My brother made sure that didn't happen. And uh, we, but he would give me a little history lesson. No, no, no. Uh, most of the soldiers die. So he made sure we always died. And that's the way it was, you know, and that's, he always had fun with making sure we died. I, you know, I didn't understand that. To me, the hero was supposed to live, but no, that's not how it works. And he told me that John Wayne almost always died in the Army movie. I don't know. But that's how it always worked for him. So <laughs> he, he enjoyed that. But anyway, so a Christian soldier is different from an Army soldier that we see in the movies, though. So the Christian soldier is to be different. As we see in Ephesians chapter 6, we talk about being a Christian soldier. There's other places in the Bible that talks about being a Christian soldier. And we'll talk about that today. But a Christian soldier is to have the whole armor of God upon them. They're to wear the belt of truth. And someday I'm going to have everything needed to show you all these things. I have a bit of it now, but I'm not going to show you today. But the belt of truth wrapped around their waist. They have the breastplate or the armor of righteousness to wear. There is to have these shoes of readiness of gospel and peace. They're to wear these things. Are these literal? Well, no, they're spiritual. But they're to wear these things. They're to have the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation wrapped around their mind. They're to have the sword of the Spirit, and it is to be the Word of God. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Many times they think of the, the sword of the Spirit being the Word of God. But actually, it's all of it is the Word of God. Every bit of this is the Word of God. Not just the sword of God is the Word of God, well, even though it is. But it is also to be the helmet that's the Word of God wrapped around your mind, protecting you. You have the Word of God and all the knowledge of the Word of God wrapped around your mind so that when Satan attacks, your mind is protected. Your mind is protected by the truth of the Lord God. When you have arrows of the devil coming at you, the enemy, when it's coming at you, you have the shield of faith, which is the Word of God protecting you, the knowledge, boom, 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 protecting you from the armor, all those darts, those arrows, those horrible attacks, and he'll attack you with all sorts of temptations and things coming at you. But when you have that shield, You'll be protected by the things the enemy comes at you with. When you have the shoes of readiness of the gospel of peace, listen, they used to put things out there in, in the uh, the battlefield. I told you how we played army all the time. In my grandmother's backyard, my grandmother's yard, when they built that house, before it was a yard, a backyard, there used to be a lot of garbage put in that backyard. The people of the, the neighborhood used to use that as a garbage uh, dump. And they used to have all sorts of trash put in that backyard. So they built a backyard. Problem was, they used to have glass and everything else in that backyard. But we're not talking about little thin glass like we have nowadays. We're talking about the old, you remember the old days where the bottles and everything was that real thick, thick green glass, the thick stuff. And so my goodness me, when I was a little kid, we had to learn our lesson to make sure you were wearing your shoes because we were getting cut all the time. We're not talking little cuts, we're talking big, thick gashes. I still got some marks on the back of my ankles from that. Big gashes from the glass that people had put in that yard before it was a yard. And so it would come about and get us. And the point of all this is to say, we'd go out to play uh, army in the backyard and we'd have gashes because we weren't prepared with the shoes. Folks, army soldiers of the Lord, if you don't have your shoes of uh, readiness of gospel and peace, you're going to have gashes all over you because you're not prepared for war. And you're in war, whether you want to admit it or not. You are at war. And you need to have the breastplate armor of righteousness to protect yourselves because 
that enemy is going to come at you with all sorts of weapons. And if you're not protected, you're going to get it. You're going to get it bad. One day you might think, oh, I'm not going into war. And someday you're going to get hit in the heart bad and feel horrible bad because you were prepared when you went to work. You were prepared when you went to the subway. You, you know, I'm talking about other uh, places now. Or when you went to the bus station or somewhere else, there's someone attacked you with something. I'm not talking physically now. I'm talking about attacking you spiritually. Satan's going to get you, boom, right in the heart. You were prepared. You were prepared to be protected. The belt of truth. What does that mean? So your britches stay up? No, no, no. Back then, they had to have a big belt that kept, it looked like a dress. It wasn't really dressed though, but they, that's what kept their, their weaponry up. And they had to have that. Folks, you need to make sure that you have your belt of truth wrapped around you, not the the little leotards of lies that people want to wear nowadays. No, no, no. Make sure you have that belt of truth. Have the whole armor on. Because you are to be a Christian soldier. But let me tell you what it says in Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28. Remember to be a good Christian soldier. It says in Romans 8.28. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Those who are called according to his purpose. This scripture gets misused a lot. They seem to think it's because a lot of them say all things work for the good. That's not what it says. It says all things work together for the good of those who are in God's purpose. For those who love God, for those who are serving God. If we serve God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and we follow him and do what he has ordered us to do, things will work for the better. Not to what we see as good, but what the God says is good and to his will. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. Make sure you're walking in God's will. Once again, have those shoes of readiness of peace. Have your armor. Be prepared, soldier. Be prepared. Be ready. We are to be a Christian soldier. But let me tell you, a Christian soldier, I know when we see the army, we see them all prepared. Or we see the military of, of whatever sort, the Marines. I like the Marines. I like the Air Force. I like all of them. A lot of times they're wearing camouflage, as you see me wearing today. And the camouflage is so that people could be camouflaged in the forest, in the jungle, wherever it's at. A lot of them in the days of Vietnam. Uh, they had to, to be in camouflage, had to be protected. Well, that makes sense. But here's the problem. A lot of the people, uh, even back in the days of World War II, World War II when they was in Japan, in Japan they had to, to have a camouflage. But folks, a Christian soldier is not to be in camouflage. And the reason why we say that is because uh, so many soldiers, so many Christian soldiers are trying to hide out there. They're trying to hide in the scenery of the world. We're not to try to be in the scenery of the world. We're supposed to stand out. A Christian soldier is not like the soldiers out there, the real soldiers. And I'm talking about the literal soldiers of America. We're not to be in the scenery of the world. We Christian soldiers are to stand out. We're to stand out and be different, be separate from the people of the world. We're to be separate. You know, the soldiers that the, 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 this uh, Ephesians was talking about, that was talking about Roman soldiers. That's who it was comparing itself to. The soldiers of back in the day, they weren't wearing camouflage. They were right out there in the open. We Christian soldiers are to be out in the open. 
We're to be separate from the world. Don't wear your camouflage. Pastor, you're wearing camouflage. Oh, I'm making a point today. Oh, I'm making a point, but you may not notice it, but I've got myself in a Christian flag right here in the middle. So it stands out. Maybe you can't see it for all the way from back there, but I got me a Christian flag and even Christian flags on the top. Christian flag is to stand out and to be separate, to be separate from the world is to stand out with a great big red cross right in the middle. We are to stand out and be separate from the world, not to just be camouflaged and be just like it. Let's see what it says. Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you a little example. When I was a boy, I went out and saw this movie. And it was an interesting movie. In fact, it was the first movie I saw that was it's pretty violent. But uh, I, I had kind of fallen, uh, like all the other youngsters, I wanted to see this movie. It was an action movie, okay? And it was an action movie uh, about a man who I seen on TV. Of course, it was a cut version, but it was a movie called First Blood. And I wanted to go see the the, the sequel to it called First Blood Part Two. The first part of that movie was called Rambo. And I wanted to see because I'm a big fan of Stallone, you know. So I went and saw that movie. And I remember at one point he was being chased not just by the the people there, but also by the Russians that were there. Of course, you got to remember it was the time of the Cold War. And uh, I remember when the soldiers were, were hunting him. They couldn't find him. And this one Russian soldier was looking for him. And as he's looking for him, there was a mud wall behind him. And I was like, oh man, this is scary. All of a sudden, as he was looking, he about gave up looking and these eyeballs appeared out of nowhere. And Rambo was in the mud. He was hiding in the mud. Now that makes sense in a Rambo movie. It was scary, but, but oh, it was really cool too. But here's the thing. We as Christian soldiers are to hide in the mud. We're not to hide in the dirt and be dirty. We're not to hide in the camouflage where people can't see us because we are to be bold, be courageous, be strong in the Lord because greater is he who's in me than he who's of the world, 1 John 4, 4. We are to be strong not because we are strong, but because Christ is strong, amen? I said Christ is strong, amen? Amen. amen. Because we are not strong of ourselves. We are not soldiers on our own. We are soldiers because of the Lord. And when we see Christian soldiers hiding, you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay, slow down. All right, I will. But here's the thing. We see too many Christian soldiers hiding from the front line. We're not to do that. We're not to do that. Listen to what it says in 2 Timothy 2.4. 2 Timothy 2.4, soldiers of Christ. By the way, that's every single one of you here today. Every single one of you here today is a Christian soldier. Every single one of you watching, if you are a Christian, a born again Christian, a child of the Lord God, who has asked Jesus Christ to be his Lord, his savior, you are a soldier. I don't know what kind of soldier. You're either active or inactive. You're either bold and courageous or cowardly. I don't know what's kind, but we'll talk more about that in a moment. But listen to what it says here in 2 Timothy 2.4. No soldier on active duty entangles himself with civilian affairs that he may please. Now, I'm going to say it again. He does not entangle himself with civilian affairs, comma, that he may please the enlisting officer. In other words, the soldier doesn't get involved with the ways of the world the ways of the people's civilian life so that he may please the Lord God. You understand? You're no longer of the world. You are in the army of the Lord. 
you're in the army of the Lord. You are supposed to be in the army of the Lord. I wrote that song one time from army songs. And the truth is, is you're to be serving the Lord God, not to be serving self. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. We're to serve God. But wait, the people nowadays, they don't want us. They don't want to see Christian soldier. They don't want you to make them feel bad. They don't want to feel guilty. They want to feel good all the time, all the time. Folks, who cares? Don't you understand? Now, I'm not talking about being mean for the sake of being mean and trying to make them feel guilty. But folks, the Holy Spirit's going to make them feel guilty. It's like going to a doctor's office. And he says, you've been taking your vitamins? Well, no. Have you been taking medicine? Well, no. Have you been eat, doing the right diets? Well, no. Why not? Well, I, I haven't wanted to. Well, you need to. That's why your 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 weight's up. That's why you're 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 uh, you're, you're doing bad on on everything else. That's why you need to get right. And you don't necessarily like those doctors. I don't. My doctor's a jerk. No, your doctor's not a jerk. Your doctor's trying to help you. That's why God gets on your case because God's trying to help you. And if you don't want to get things right, then quit talking to the Lord, quit talking to your doctor, quit doing those things, but don't complain about it either. And if you want to know why you don't feel right, I think you know why you don't feel right, soldier. I think you know. What does it say in Proverbs chapter one, verse 15 and 16? Listen to what the Lord said here. The Lord said in Proverbs chapter one, 15 and 16, my son, don't travel that road with them or set foot on their path, talking about the world now, because their feet run toward trouble and they hurry to commit murder. It's talking about the ways of the world. Talking about these people who are doing bad. A soldier of the Lord should stay away from such things. Don't get in the camouflage of the world. Stand out, stand out, stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Amen. Lift high his royal. That's how we're supposed to do. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus. As high as royal banner. You must not suffer loss. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Verses 14 and 16. Or verse, excuse me, 14 through 16. Philippians 2, 14 through 16 says, Do everything without grumbling and arguing. Oh boy, we suffer from this, don't we? Don't we suffer from this, soldiers? <laughs> You're not alone, I've done it too. Oh man, the Lord wants me to do this and that. Uh, hey, listen, you may grumble under your breath sometime, I don't know, but don't let the sergeant here, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you were in the army or the Marines or whatever and the sergeant heard you or, or the, whoever heard you grumbling, Drop down and give me 20. <laughs> and what would they say? More PT drill sergeant, more PT. I like it, I love it, I want more of it. Give me more drill sergeant, make, or make a hurt drill sergeant, make a hurt. <laughs> Listen, God wants you to serve and he wants you to serve thankfully. Not because he wants to hurt you, because he wants to help you. He wants to help you and make you a good and faithful soldier of the Lord. Don't be suffering. Don't be grumbling. And now let me read that Philippians 2, 14 through 16. 
do everything without grumbling without and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world hold firmly to the message of life then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh boy, the other day I started something that <laughs> hurt so bad my knees are killing me now. I'm starting my exercises again and it's gonna hurt, oh, it's gonna hurt so bad. And when I was doing it, it felt good here, it felt good here, but my knees are killing me and it's killing me now. But boy, I'm gonna tell you, once you get done with it, it feels good all over the place except where it hurts <laughs> and that's the way it is when you're serving the lord sometimes i don't want to study i don't want to do those things because the flesh wants to take over but this is where you look at the flesh and say get thee behind me no 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 wipe the dust off your feet and you keep moving forward you know why because when you force yourself to do what's right soldier you're going to feel good where you need to feel good and you're going to appreciate the exercises of a soldier of christ do you think do you think the basic training feels good for the soldiers of the military? No, but it feels good when it's done and their body gets in shape and they don't look like this. They look like the auto look. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Christian soldiers, you need to get in shape too, spiritually. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Oh, here we go. Get out of the camouflage, because listen to what it says. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Do not love the world or the things that belong to the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For everything belongs to the for everything that belongs to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of one's lifestyle <laughs> is not from the Father but is from the world and the world with this lust is passing away. But the one who does God's will remains forever. Now you remember that. You remember that when people try to tell you that if you really love God, you'll love everybody and everything that everybody does. If you really love God, the one who created all things, you'll serve him and you'll do it with love, compassion, and you'll do it because you love him more than you love yourself. Now, some Christian soldiers are scared, but others may say, okay, I understand that. When I was younger, I was the same way. I was, I was, I was scared, but others may say, after all, isn't a Christian supposed to be loving? Yeah, we're supposed to be loving. I'm saying it all the time. We are to be loving, but we're not to love others more than we love God. So Christian soldiers, many of them are yellow. They're scared what others may say. But remember what it says in Colossians 3.2. Here we go. Colossians 3.2. This is a good one. A real good one. Of course, I say that about just about every scripture. But it is. The scriptures are beautiful. They're so wonderful. Listen to this one. You're going to like this. Colossians 3.2. Set your affection on things above, not on, thing, not on things on earth. Not the things on earth. Oh, boy. Set your things, set your effects on the things above, on the Lord, not the things around here. <clears throat> this will help you not to want to run around and camouflage. 
Listen to Psalm 1-1. This is the first verse of the first song. Psalm 1-1. How happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked or take, or take the path of sinners or join a group of mockers. Ooh, I like that a lot. Isn't that a good one? I like that. I'm going to say it again. That's what I do when I like it a lot. How happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners or join a group of mockers. Folks, those camouflage folk are walking around with the enemy and they're, they're sitting there mocking the Lord and falling around with him. And why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? I was watching a, one of my all-time favorite movies the other day, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I love that movie. <laughs> I know that's not a shock for those who really know me, but let me tell you something. In that film, uh, Indiana Jones, played by Harrison Ford, he has to put on a Nazi outfit for just a moment in order to uh, get behind and get away from the enemy. So he does that in disguise, obviously. <clears throat> so... He's wearing the enemy's soldier uniform up until the very end of the film. And he's doing that so that he won't get killed. But folks, that doesn't mean he's one of the enemies. However, it works because they didn't expect him when they saw him. They, they, they thought that he looked like one of the enemies. That's what happens so very often when people are either wearing the camouflage or I'm not a Christian soldier now. How many Christians are wearing the uniform of the enemy, Satan? They're dressed like the world. I'm not saying the people who are lost are the enemy, but they are wearing the uniform that Satan has given them, ways of sin, the ways of the world. We're not to do that. We're not to walk that way. You're to walk like a man of God. Talk like a man of God. Be that way. Usually what people say, well, I'm not perfect. No one says you were, but the perfect one lives within you. And so show it. Don't walk around a camouflage. Be proud. Be proud of the one who lives within you. Be proud of the Christian flag. Be proud to be a Christian soldier. Be proud. And remember the law of love. As it says in Romans 14, 13. Romans 14, 13. Romans 14, 13 says this. Therefore, let us no longer criticize one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in your brother's way. We are to love our fellow Christian soldiers. We're to love them. We're to be there for them. Build them up. Try to help those who aren't Christian soldiers yet. Try to strengthen them. Be there for them. In fact, even in Sunday school, we talked about the difficulties of criticism. And we need to be there. We need to be there for one another. And there are different types of Christian soldiers with different missions, different positions that God put them in. One of the games that I like to play with my nephews, one of them is not here right now, one of them who is, we like to play Call of Duty, don't we? We play Call of Duty, and it's a game. It's a game where you get to go into different types of uh, missions in, in the military. And uh, we choose all sorts of different kinds of strengths. And with the different kinds of strengths, there's different kinds of weaknesses. And with that, you have different positions and different places that they place you in, in, in the uh, battlefield. That's what they do. There's the frontline soldiers, and they're usually, they fight fast and hard. 
my my nephew Wally scares me when he's on there. He him and and uh, my nephew Preston are are really good and scary on that game. It's terrifying, really. But they are really good at that. And then there's snipers, snipers, which I'm okay at, I guess. They pick off people from afar in a really good hiding place. And then there's people like me. I'm one of the. Uh, this is what I usually do in a game. I like to rest in a in a spot in a corner in a little hiding place of protection, and I pick them off one by one. Uh, but the truth is, is this is all in the this is all in the action fighting. People like to do these types of things. But in real life, as a Christian, I'm out there trying to bring people in, bring them in from the fields of sin, letting the Holy Spirit bring them in with love. And as far as the enemy goes, when I feel the enemy coming at different people, I will fire. And I say I, I let the Holy Spirit fire because I have nothing. I have nothing. But the only weapon that I have is the word of God because the word of God is the weapon. And the one who does the fighting isn't Philip Koontz. It isn't Philip Koontz. It is the Lord God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ through me. That is the one. So I don't know what position God has put you in. You may think that you have no position. You may say, but I'm not a pastor. You don't have to be a pastor. You may say, I'm not a minister. You don't have to be a minister. I'm not a teacher. You don't have to be a teacher. You may say, I only work at a school as a teacher. Good. You may say, I only work uh, at, at, at a gas station. Good. You may say, I don't work at all. I'm retired. Good. You may say, but all I have is grandchildren. Good. Why did I say good to all these things? Because God has placed you where you are for a reason. And God wants to use you, Christian soldier. You do what God has called you to do, which is to be prepared for battle wherever you are, whenever you are. Perhaps it's going to be at the grocery store tomorrow. Or maybe it's going to be with your family at a barbecue tomorrow. Maybe it's going to be whenever someone is talking to you online. Maybe it's going to be someday when someone calls you and wants to talk to you. I don't know about what, but that God wants to talk through you to them and save them. I don't mean you, but God through you. But be prepared or perhaps Satan's going to attack you tonight. Wanting to bring some sort of depression upon you. And you need to bring that shield back up and protect yourself and be prepared. You might say, but I'm all alone. No, you're not alone. Greater is he who is in you than he who is of the world. Remember you are not alone. You're never alone. If there was a soldier, if there was a soldier hiding not to be found or be seen or perhaps dressed to blend in with the enemy not to fight, that's not much of a soldier at all. And there's a lot of soldiers like that right now. A lot of Christian soldiers who don't want to fight. They don't want to be in the fight. They don't want to be in the thick of the fight. They want to hide and not be seen. They don't want to be out there. Oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So I just want to be, I want to be friends with everybody. Folks, that is not a Christian soldier. And we're not talking about fighting the people of the world. We're talking about fighting the enemy, Satan, who's trying to kill those people of the world. He's trying to kill them and take them into hell. Remember, they're already dead. They're already dead. They're already on their way to hell. But he wants to keep them dead. He wants to keep them dead. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Nothing. Psalm 1839. Psalm 1839. For you clothed me with strength for battle. You subdued under me those who rose up against me. Folks, your strength is the Lord. Put your comfort, put your strength, put all your courage behind the Lord God. 
Don't give strength to the enemy. Stand up. Stand up with Jesus. Stand up for Jesus. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. You are all members of that army. Galatians 2.20 Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And one last one in this position, in this place, 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a what? He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. Through Christ, you are a soldier. Through Christ, you're a soldier. Stand up and be a strong soldier. Be a strong soldier through the Lord. When you see, or perhaps you see one in the mirror, I hope not. I know I've been one before. But perhaps you know of a camouflage coward Christian soldier hiding. Maybe you know some. Maybe you've been one. Maybe you are one now. I don't know. But if you know of a camouflage coward Christian soldier hiding, that's not God's will. It's not God's will for his soldiers to be camouflaged, cowardly, hiding in the forest, hiding away, not standing up strong. God does not train us up to hide away and not stand up for his name. No, no, no. This is what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 through 5. For people, this is talking about the last days now, listen to this now. For people will be lovers of self. People will be lovers of self. Lovers of money. Boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanders, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid these people. So I dare say to you, if you see fellow Christians, you can love them and love them from afar if you must, but don't be around, don't, don't, don't be part of their troop, but camouflage coward Christian soldier who are hiding from God's will. As it says in Romans 13, 2 through 14, or excuse me, 12 through 14, Romans 13, 12 through 14, it says, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us take off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in immorality and wickedness, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. We're not to put on that camouflage, folks. We need to be strong Christian soldiers. We need to be strong Christian soldiers, no longer walking around in the camouflage. We need to stand up. Stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. We need to stand up.
It says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 3-4, Endure hard times as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, as a Christian soldier, we so often think, because I've, I've heard it so many times, people say, once you ask Jesus in your heart, once you become saved, everything is going to be easy. Everything is going to be easy as cream cheese. No, no. And by the way, they never say the cream cheese part. That's my own doing. Here's the truth. Jesus never said that. What did he say? He said, take up thy cross and follow me. That's not an easy time. A cross is more than a symbol. A cross meant death. You're going to go through hard times. We know that. This is what it says. 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. We saw three. Endure hard times as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No soldier on active duty entangles himself. This goes back to what we said a while ago. Entangles himself with civilian affairs that he may please the enlisting officer. No, no. We are to make sure that we continue to go on and serve the Lord God. Make God happy. Don't worry about self. Worry about God. Put God first. Remember what I'm always saying? Jesus, then others in you. Put God way before yourself. If you're putting yourself before God, you got a problem, soldier. You got a big problem. You better not be missing in action. And you better not have gone past that line. You better not. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We just have to be obedient, Christian soldiers. We must be obedient to Christ. Constantly being obedient to Christ as a good Christian soldier. Be obedient to Christ, as it just said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3-5. Be obedient to Christ and everything else will work out. Follow Him. You're in the army of the Lord. Follow Him and He will lead you to the victory. He has already won the war against the enemy and we have already won because of Christ now earlier on at the very beginning of the sermon we read Ephesians chapter 6 11 through 18 talking about putting on the whole armor of God we talked about putting on the whole armor of God with the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness the shoes of readiness of the gospel of peace the shield of faith the helmet of salvation, with the sword of the Spirit, and all of that being the Word of God. We talked about all that. But as we close today, I'm going to close by reading Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 11. And it says this, Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole honor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The enemy is the devil, and he's going to attack you. He'll attack you today. He'll attack you tomorrow. He'll attack you each and every day, maybe even every hour of the day. But when you have the Lord God, 
leading you and guiding you with the armor wrapped around you, protecting you through the word. You'll be prepared. And remember, as I said many times before, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he who is in you than he who is of the world. And no matter how hard he tries, he's not going to knock that armor off you because you are a proud, strong soldier of the Lord. Take off that camouflage and stand strong with the word of God, strongly protecting you as your armor and as your weaponry. Amen? Amen. Let's bow in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Lord God, as we come before you today, we thank you that you have saved our souls. We thank you that you have enlisted us, Lord, as your soldiers. We pray, Lord God, if there be anyone who's listening or watching today or who's here today, who questions where they stand as your child or as a soldier or as an obedient soldier, maybe they even question just how much they've done in your army. Maybe they question their, their worth in the army. I pray today that you will help them to get that prepared for you. I pray, Lord, today that maybe they'll even come forward, Lord, today, and that they, Lord God, will, will walk with you and talk with you, and you will show them what your mission for them is. Maybe they feel they don't have a mission, but, Lord God, that's not true. We know that everybody has a mission, whether it's uh, uh, support or, Lord God, whether it's just to, to uh, give a, a means of offering or, Lord God, whether it's just being supportive of the uh, of you, Lord, in the church. Lord God, I pray today that you will show them, make it clear to them, that they are very useful in your military. Lord, I pray for protection of all the youth, that you, Lord God, will show them how to be more supportive to you. And I pray, Lord God, they not be blinded by the enemy, but they be protected by you and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for all this and for the safety of the people around. I pray this in Jesus' most holy and precious name. Amen.